0: Hey, coffee people. Jordan here. Welcome to whoa, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? What's the matter? Jordan Lee. What's Who's up, Whose podcast man? is this? Hey, what's Dude, up, buddy? You invited me over. I'm- Welcome to Jordan Lee. This is Joel here. Welcome to the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast. Super excited to have my good buddy, Jordan Lee, kick off the podcast, take over the podcast today. Jordan, what's up, man?
1: I'm good, man. How are you doing? Thanks
0: for thanks for being here. Jordan and I are sitting on uh, my back porch. It is October, a a Saturday in October in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's absolutely beautiful. There's leaves falling, dead leaves falling from the tree. Leaves don't change color here like they did where where I grew up in Michigan, Um, but still beautiful. And my favorite thing, Jordan, is right now it's coffee drinking weather. What are you Uh, thinking? I think
1: it's perfect for it. Let's do it.
0: This morning we uh, woke up and it was a little bit crisp and... Uh, the steam was rising a little bit more thickly off of the mug of coffee, and it was just awesome. So I'm so glad uh, that it's fall and that coffee tastes even a little bit better now. So, Jordan, thanks for being here. You are here to talk about your one of your loves in your life, which is coffee. You're a coffee nerd like myself, am I right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not
1: quite at your status, I think, on the... Like, <laughs> coffee snobbery spectrum i'm probably somewhere between average and annoying um <laughs> but yeah i would yeah i'm probably i'm probably on that spectrum you love yes. your coffee that's I awesome i do love coffee absolutely
0: well tell me uh before we jump into what you're going to help us think through in the conversation we'll have today tell me a little bit about your coffee story like when did you start to really like it um how do you drink it and kind of walk me through that
1: yeah there wasn't any magical moment where i was like oh my goodness i i just you know have this nostalgic moment with coffee but uh it was it was more out of practical need where um i we my wife and i started having kids and uh i needed caffeine to get through the day at the office so i started drinking the coffee that was readily available at the office and um I remember, you know, the first couple times I tasted it, it was some some kind of mixture in terms of the flavor of like dirt and cigars, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I wasn't like crazy about it, but I did it again out of necessity, and, and I think the more I had coffee, the more I got acclimated to the flavor, and the more other foods and drinks that I was having, my, my palate was just getting more refined, and I got more interested in, okay, I can get the caffeine energy, but how do I really enjoy this more? So that's when I started to take some more interest.
0: Yeah, man. You want to turn it into a craft, right? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Jordan, everybody in their life needs a Jordan Lee. And Jordan is is my Jordan Lee. Uh, he's a good friend. He's been a good friend for a long time. We go back probably about 11 years. We work at the same company. And we met there as well and yeah. have gotten a chance to grow our friendship and grow our families together. And uh, he's been a truth teller and a source of inspiration and encouragement and challenge to me and everybody needs a jordan lee so hopefully you guys have one if you don't go get yourself a jordan lee uh he's the man and thanks for um thanks for who you are (laughs) Um, so okay so what do you brew your coffee on what do you like to do the most at home
1: i use a device called a clever
0: clever yes interesting yes Tell it, me more about that.
1: All right, so um, I was previously at, before this using a French press. Um, a lot of people know what that is. Um, the clever is also an immersion uh, method for brewing coffee. It's if you to look at it, it's very much like a pour over um, type uh, vessel, but at the bottom, it's got a drain. And the thing that I really like about it is the drain doesn't engage until you put it over a cup. Um, the other thing is I am the only person between my wife and my other four kids that drinks coffee in our house and uh, a single cup brewing method is is ideal for that purpose yeah that's awesome
0: so we're looking at it right now on the on our back porch we're gonna try to brew one together while we're sitting here but Mm -hmm. i mean i'm holding it in my hands it's a it's a cone shaped right and it's got a nice big handle on the side just just big enough for a normal sized coffee filter in the middle like what you'd use for a mr coffee or some sort of drip machine and then like you said there's like a plunger on the bottom so you set this thing on top of a mug of coffee and after it's done brewing it drains down into the coffee mug so it's really cool and it's like Jordan said, it's a smaller amount of liquid, um, so it's better for some probably better for someone that's the only coffee drinker in the house or when you only want one method. so today we're going to use the clever uh device as uh, a talking point for immersion coffee and you heard Jordan say it, use that word immersion. you've heard me say this before on the podcast as well so the past couple weeks, you guys know we've talked about uh, by the cup brewing, we talked mostly about the Keurig experience and how to level up. And then last week we talked about drip coffee and how to take your drip game up to the next level. So today and this week we're talking immersion coffee. And we're primarily going to be talking about the clever since that's what Jordan uses and he's gotten gotten to love in his own home coffee routine. But this this method or this category also includes something really popular known as the French press, which probably a lot of you that are drinking immersion based coffee or brewing immersion coffee are using at home. A lot of the same principles apply. There's another device called the Aeropress that also fits into this category. Uh, It's durable, it's small, it's kind of single use as well, but today we're gonna be talking about Clever. So um, before we jump into actually brewing, I'm gonna actually turn on our hot water here. All right, so immersion-based coffee very simply is soaking or steeping water and coffee grounds together in some sort of vessel for a period of time before you actually empty it out into a cup or into a mug. So with with a French press, with a Clever, with an AeroPress, you're adding coffee grounds that are dry and adding water onto those coffee grounds letting them sit together for a period of time and soak soak up all those flavors, extract all the goodness out of the coffee grounds, and then you're going to pour that into your mug. So that's what the Clever does, uh, and that's uh, what we'll talk about today. So Jordan, tell me about how you like to prepare your morning cup of coffee, using the Clever, and then we'll actually do it together.
1: Yeah, to start with, I will uh, basically heat up the water. I have a gooseneck um, uh, tea kettle or coffee kettle.
0: Gooseneck really refers to the fact that the spout looks like a goose's neck, right?
1: Right. It's very thin. Um, Tea drinkers might be kind of frustrated with it. It takes longer for it to come out, but it enables you to kind of spread the hot water out evenly across the ground so that they can um bloom uh, yeah
0: you get a ton kind of more control right yes, when, more with control. a gooseneck because as opposed to a traditional tea kettle which has like a wide spout so this gooseneck allows you really to like draw a line trace a line of where you're pouring the water
1: right and about like a couple months back I got a I got one that actually has a thermometer as the the handle at the top oh nice so I'm able to see um, dial in the temperature and it's even got a color like a, an orange range on it visually to show you what's the sweet spot yes. for temperature for coffee and it's it, the bottom of it is like um, is double layered with metal so uh, you've got that insulation, so when it gets into that sweet spot, you can pull it off the burner, and it can kind of hold it. I love that. Where'd
0: you Where'd you get that? Do you remember the brand? It's just off of Amazon. Okay, and it's
1: called um, Barista Warrior.
0: Awesome. We'll yeah. put a link to that in the show notes as well, because that's huge. That's a, a the ability to see the temperature, which, as you guys know, we've talked about when it comes to water and measure or um, taking care of the water you're putting in. Temperature is one of the key elements to know, and 200 degrees is like the best best optimal temperature. So it sounds like your device lets you kind of manage that in right. real time, which is awesome. Yeah. Cool. So you got your water heated. Yep. What's the next step?
1: Um, while the water's heating, I'm uh, grinding beans and getting the filter put into the Clever. And uh, like you said, it's a normal paper. Uh, it's actually a cone filter, but yeah, I'm, I'm measuring out the beans into the grinder. Um, m- the method I use for measuring out beans is, uh, I know, not the best, but what I do is I just use tables. I use a tablespoon.
0: You're a scooper. I'm a scooper. Scooper, yes. coffee scooper. Yes. You know. know how I feel about coffee the scoopers. Shame of the scoop. Just kidding. Yeah, There's no shame. There's yeah. no shame. Well, tell me about. So this clever gives you how much liquid? What's the what's the output that you're getting? Is it one mug worth? This, is it a little bit more? This bad boy will hold sixteen ounces. Okay.
1: So it's enough for me to get a mug's. And then come back for like a half
0: cup. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's perfect. Well, tell me. Let's do it right now, actually, because I've I've got this uh, mason jar full of beans that uh, were roasted about a week ago. Let's see if we get a little like flavor seal here. Oh yeah. Ooh. Dude, I wonder if that came through on the mic. Um, so we're gonna open up this group, and why don't you go ahead and scoop out your normal ratio, and then we'll add that into the grinder. Cool. So how many scoops are you doing for 16 ounces? I
1: do. Um... Three and change three and, and change okay,
0: and while Jordan's doing that, so we're we're using a Baratza encore, um which I think you bought recently too, I right did. Yes. and this is a like small uh th- like narrow kind of device with a hopper that holds a ton of beans, but um you can you can click the settings, the grind size settings to 40 different uh, size settings, which is pretty cool. So for immersion coffee, it's really, really important. So this is one of the key variables, like grind size and grind consistency for coffee. For anything that's a French press or clever um, specifically, uh, because you've got longer contact time between water and coffee grounds, you're gonna want a very coarse grind. And so I'm actually gonna click us over to a coarse setting, which, on our machine, we've got, I've got 40 different options and I'm going to about 35 out of 40, which means these pieces of coffee, once they're ground, are going to be pretty uh, thick. Much, much more coarse than you'd get for a drip coffee. Because you've got water and coffee sitting together for longer, there's a longer time to extract it. So I'm going to turn this on. It's going to be a little bit loud. Just fair warning. And while these are grinding, we'll take a look at them and kind of observe what the grounds look like before we put them in. And then I'll have Jordan keep walking us through and it also sounds like the water just finished so we got hot water you know with water temperature um, I used an electronic or electric um, tea kettle to heat up our water and I don't have this fancy thermometer thingy that you have on top of yours which now I'm kind of wishing that I did (laughs) so uh, maybe that's an Amazon purchase in my near future but what I like to do with my water is let it sit for about 60 seconds to 90 seconds after it's done boiling in this electric tea kettle. And the reason for that is if you pour in boiling water into freshly ground coffee, it's going to burn and scald the coffee. So you really actually want that water temperature to, to drop down closer to 200 degrees. Right. That's why I love your tea kettle with the built-in thermometer because you, you kind of know when that is. Mm-hmm. But it really only yep. takes... Um, 60 to 90 seconds just to wait and let that temperature drop. I started for a while with Katie uh taking out a thermometer and testing it, testing the water myself and she's like, babe you've gone too far." Um so, but now I just let it sit for 60 seconds or so. All right, so we got the grounds. Let's see how they look here. So pretty chunky, right? Yes. Like definitely a, chunky. I mean, how would yep. you describe what those look like? I'm not
1: It's like uh little like shaved pieces oh. of chocolate you might find in a cookie first. I mean, that's what I, think. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> shaped chocolate yeah
0: yeah but it's they're pretty consistent that's one thing I love about this machine this Baratza encore is it makes the sizes pretty consistent all right so I'll let you do your thing why don't you dump those bad boys into the filter all right so we got them all the way in and then what are you doing next so we've got filter we've got freshly ground coarsely ground coffee in the clever filter and then here's your kettle of hot water okay. so go ahead Water's
1: ready to go so yep what I'm gonna do now is just uh, picking up the kettle and I am going to kind of layer the water on top of the grounds in kind of a circular fashion, and that just enables me to get all the surface area covered. And I'm going to fill it up to the point at which there's just a little bit of standing water. Um, There's kind of a fine line. I I probably have more to learn on this part, but uh, I know that there's there's this tipping point of when it's overly saturated to bloom versus under-saturated and all the grounds haven't yet been
0: by the water. Yeah, man. So, so you brought up a really important term, and you can keep going while I'm talking about this. You this this term bloom. We haven't really talked about this yet on the podcast. So some of you guys may be familiar with the bloom concept with coffee. It's really important. This concept is super important to uh, make delicious coffee with immersion methods or with pour overs as well. Um, and then there are some drip machines that have a bloom feature filled in. But basically, a bloom is adding, like Jordan said, adding enough hot water to your coffee grounds so that the the grounds are saturated and then when that happens when they're saturated you'll actually see especially with freshly ground coffee you'll see the coffee expand and bloom almost like a like a mushroom like it just kind of expands out or like a balloon and the reason why it's important to make sure you let your coffee bloom is because if you remember previous episode we talked about co2 is living inside coffee and co2 is sour and it actually gives you a nasty taste. And so, the more CO2 that's in your coffee, the more sour and astringent that your coffee is going to taste. And so, part of the way you get rid of CO2 is by grinding it fresh and letting that CO2 escape naturally, just like you're pulverizing a bean and it's escaping. The other way that you let CO2 escape um, is by letting it bloom. Because when hot water and coffee grounds are in contact with each other, there's a chemical reaction that happens and it helps the CO2 escape. And that is why the coffee bed, the grounds actually expand and look like a balloon getting bigger is because that's CO2 escaping. And that just means you're setting yourself up for a tastier cup of coffee when you add a bloom time. So how, um, how long in total? So you have, uh, what you guys haven't seen as we've been doing this is Jordan added, added enough water to let the coffee bloom. And then he added the rest of his coffee up to the line that you... I haven't gone. Oh, you haven't done yet. that. Okay. I'm... Okay, so now we're up yeah. to the top. Awesome, to that 16-ounce line. 16-ounce Okay, line. and then how long are you normally letting it sit here from this point forward? I'm ready to rock at this point. Okay. I just go ahead and find a cup and put it on top. Awesome. And um, so this is very similar to French press as well. Do you use French press at all?
1: Not anymore. I used to. I, I use it at my parents' house when I visit
0: them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of similarities here. The difference is the Clever just makes it a little easier to transfer into the cup, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Also, what I love about the Clever, and this is similar to a pour-over as well, which we'll talk about next week, um, is you're not going to get any of these coffee grounds into right. your mug, right? Yeah. Whereas with the French press, sometimes that mesh filter, like coffee grounds, can sneak through into the actual liquid and then it ends up in your cup. Absolutely. And when that happens, it's just nasty.
1: Yeah, that's not fun.
0: Right. So yeah. the Clever like, just gets all the goodness out of the coffee with none of the grounds in the coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a huge advantage. Agreed. All right. So you want to you test this out? Let's do it. So I didn't mention this coffee that we're drinking is from Honduras, which I think is an amazing growing region. Uh, would love to go visit a coffee farm there someday. So we're just setting this on top of a coffee mug right now, and it's literally just dripping right out, which is very clever, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Wonder where they got. It. Maybe that's where it came from. And then we both have a lovely look, looking cup of coffee. Do you drink your coffee, your coffee black, or do you add I stuff to it? I drink it black. I do. You know, the one
1: thing is I'm watching this come out that I've wondered is, you know, if there's a design flaw with it. In my opinion, it, it can have an inconsistent uh, flavor from the start of the clever to when you're finished drinking it, because when you first bloom it over the grounds, um, a lot of that, more intense blooming coffee is in this little vessel if you were to look at a clever there's a vessel underneath the filter that's holding it while it blooms until you engage the drain and so that's going to be a stronger coffee and oh. then you pour the additional water over yeah and so you kind of get varying strengths mm-hmm. as you're as you're kind of pulling from the clever to Interesting. drink from it so that's the that's the one knock i have on it i got you
0: yeah i got you well good man well i think we're all drained right so let's let's try this bad boy here we got a little clever cup of coffee cheers cheers it's 3 p.m we're having some coffee on a saturday (laughs) it's a good day oh that's tasty
1: Mm. that's really good that is good and that's very good yeah. yes you did a good job if with we the do prep. say so ourselves <laughs> yeah because i know. supplied the beans and i brewed it yeah, yeah that's right
0: yeah. it was a team effort that's right. um i love how smooth it is that's one thing i like about this method and um same thing with pour over um that we'll go into next week it just it makes such a smooth cup of coffee yeah and a lot of that is because as i've learned over time there's no grounds in here there's not even a a speck of coffee grounds which yep. just takes the bitter flavor up a notch yeah. and so we're, we're keeping it smooth here keeping it real um jordan this was awesome so can i give you a couple things to consider if you are looking into leveling up from drip coffee or by the cup into an immersion based brewing method whether it's french press or clever um here's a couple kind of quick hits on yeah. this That'd be great. so Number one, we talked about the scoop method yes. a little bit earlier. Yes. You mentioned, you said the word you're ashamed of that, but I don't, no, you I, don't necessarily I, have to, to be ashamed. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> I just,
1: I just know there's certain people. Yes. That, yeah.
0: <laughs> so here's the, here's the challenge with the scoop method is yep. it's very subjective. And so when you're looking to, um, craft something towards a recipe, just like you would do with any other recipe in your kitchen. Um, more often than not, people are using tablespoons and cups and um, other measuring devices to get really specific. On that, the The best way in coffee that I've learned to get specific on a recipe is by using grams, like using a weight measure instead of a, vo- a volume measure like a scoop. Um, and the reason for that is each coffee bean from different regions and depending on the way it's roasted actually weighs different. So you could have coffee from Honduras roasted lightly next to a coffee from ethiopia that's roasted darkly take one bean each and they both have a different weight and so if Mm. you're taking one scoop of ethiopian and one scoop of honduras they're gonna weigh very differently Mm. and so the best way to eliminate any of that guesswork is to weigh it out and measure it out and so that does require a gram scale which we do have and
1: i have to confess really quickly um I've used Alton Brown's uh, recipe for doing cold brew coffee and he only gives measurements in grams. So I was forced to do it. And, uh, I, I, it was a great end product. So I I can see what you're saying. And I
0: think that's hopefully that's less of a snob thing and more of like a, let's just have a really amazing cup of coffee and eliminate some of the guesswork. And the way you do that is get to a level playing field by using grams. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I would say is continue to use that 16 to one ratio with immersion coffee. Like, figure out how many how much liquid you want in the cup or in the vessel afterwards, and then convert to grams and divide by 16, and that will get you how much coffee you actually need to add in, so you don't have to rely on scoops. The other tip that I, I noticed, Jordan, that um, I don't know, you know, we might have to ask an expert on this in, in an upcoming Q&A episode, but... Um, I didn't see you do it, and I have gone back and forth, but now I, I pretty much do it every time, and it's wetting the filter, pre-wetting the filter before yeah. you add the coffee in. Um, I know from the reading that I've done and people I've talked to, when you wet the filter before you add in the coffee grounds, it take it can help take away some of the paper taste of the filter, so you don't get as much of paper taste into the finished product. And then I've also heard people say that it charges the vessel that you're using so it charges the clever meaning that it actually warms up the clever so that it's not shocked as much when you start to dump really hot water onto right. it. Yeah. It's already pre-warmed. Right. So that's an that's another tip. And then on the same thing with charging, here's another idea. This is something we started to do recently. I went to this coffee shop called Methodical in Greenville and I saw them do this a couple years ago and ever since then I've been doing it. Speaking of charging, you can charge your coffee mug too. So right now it's, you know, 50, 60 degrees in Georgia. Um, if you want to enjoy some coffee outside or even inside, like your coffee mugs might be a little bit cold or chilly or at least a little bit uh, colder than room temperature. And so you think of adding perfectly temperatureized coffee into a colder coffee mug, that's going to automatically change the temperature of the coffee and bring it down. So if you charge your coffee mug with some of that hot water that's left over in your tea kettle, your mm-hmm. gooseneck kettle, it actually gets your mug warm. So that the flavor, or the temperature of the coffee actually stays a little bit warmer once you add it into your mug. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Interesting. So that's just a, a little level up tip that could help you bring that experience up another notch as well. Uh, well, Jordan, any last words about your love for coffee? No, <laughs> you've I shared think,
1: a lot. No, it's a journey, and I think it's fun. Um, I think uh, for me, I'm trying to balance, you know, the craft and fun part of it with efficiency. So when you have kids, when you're trying to just get coffee, <laughs> there's a balancing act that comes with it. So like I said, I just got the automatic grinder before that. I was doing hand grinding. So that enables me to, to kind of offset some of the more manual things I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, just, it's just fun. Enjoy it.
0: Love it. Love it, man. Well, there's a lot to learn in coffee. I'm still, on a, I'm still learning every day, um, even in stuff that we do every single day. So, and this is your morning routine, right? You do this every morning?
1: Uh, you know, so I, um, uh, because of the time that I wake up and get into the office and all that, I only do this on the week. So I kind of, um, admittedly suffer through gotcha. <laughs> coffee at the office during the week, just because of just, again, efficiency. Yep. Um, I look forward to implementing that at some point, but right now schedule wise, it's just challenging.
0: Oh, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Jordan has four small kids. We have three <laughs> understand that life, yep. uh, that kid life. It's an amazing life, but yeah, it doesn't always leave time for crafting beverages in the morning, but um, overall, all time, like time all in this, we're probably talking about a 10 minute process. So that Mm -hmm. is, if you're thinking about adding this to your morning routine, that's probably about what you could expect um, that you'd need to add in plus the equipment that it takes. So I'll put links to um, all the equipment that we worked with today. In the show notes, if you wanted to go on an Amazon binge and purchase some stuff that you don't already have, we'll just try to make it easy for you if this is something you want to try. The Clever itself is only 20 bucks, yeah. Um, yeah, And so it's, it's super affordable and um, a cool addition to your house. So, Jordan, thanks again for being here. Thanks, thanks for, for having me, man. Thanks for being a friend and a fellow coffee lover. And next week, we are going to have a conversation about pour-over coffee, which um i call the world's best cup of coffee but that's that's very biased um but it's a really great way to make your own coffee um and we'll go through that step by step next week and give you some tips on how to level up your pour over game all right guys have an awesome week